we treat reading the scripture like we do fast food lunch. Mm. Okay, we go to McDonald's, we grab some fries. I, mm. Charlotte, I don't do this very often. But anyway, <laughs> so, so we go, we grab some fries, we just throw them in our mouth, we mm. eat, and we're done with lunch in 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Okay, mm. you know, that's not how we're supposed to. Wow. Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Young and Adulting podcast. We are so excited to be with you today in our series that we've been in called How To's. We're talking about how to do different things that are going to help you to engage the life of Jesus in your everyday life. And today we're talking about how to study the Bible. I could not be more excited about this topic But what I'm also excited about is the people that we get to hear from today. Uh, First, let me introduce you to our amazing co-host, Pablo Salias. Hey, what's going on, In the building. Excited (laughs) to have you here. Excited for this conversation. And this person needs no intro because they are not really a guest. But I want to give them an intro because they are incredible. The pastor, Randy Allison, is in the building Uh, You've actually been on this podcast two times before. Yes. You uh, shared an incredible two different conversations, Mm -hmm. but we're excited to have you here today. But for the listeners that might be tuning in for the first time and haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to? Yeah. um, Man, I've been at Christ Fellowship for quite a few years. Um, I'm right now, I'm a writer and researcher. And uh, also the thing that I get to do that I love the most is I get to be uh, our theology professor over at CFSEU. Big plug there. Love it. Love it. Southeastern University. Yes. yes. Let's go. And uh, and so, yeah. And and I just love what I get to do because I get to do so many different things like this. Mm. And uh, and yeah, I've been on the podcast a couple of times. I was a part of what you guys just recently did, Sessions, which was awesome on evangelism and apologetics. You guys are doing some great uh, needed stuff. And I'm excited Mm. about that. Yeah, and we're excited that your voice is a part of this conversation because that's a part of what this great need is, to have people that steward the Word of God like you come in and just share some tips and tricks for us to engage Scripture better. So we're excited to just jump in. Yeah, no, Pastor Randy, thank you so much for being here. It's honestly such an honor uh, to be here. Fun fact, I actually graduated from CFS, not CFS, from SEU, so come on, fire fam. Um, But... uh, Pastor Andy, with with your background of doing research and 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 for for CF and being a theology professor at CFSCU, why are you so passionate about this topic? Many reasons. Um, the short answer is one is I know some of the statistics, hmm. and the first thing I would mention is my goodness when we talk about how can you measure, how can you gauge spiritual growth? Hmm. Um, one of the leading indicators is the fact of knowing how much time we spend in the Bible. That is mm. easily the number one wow. cause of growth for Christians. Wow. And there's other things, serving and, of course, being in community with others. All of that's important. But spending time in the Bible, having that daily nourishment from the Word of God, nothing compares to it. Yeah. Uh, yet, because of the truth of that, then that gets a little surprising because you know 9% of Americans say they read the Bible daily. Now, that's Americans, okay? Mm. 
So you think, okay, well, surely Christians is going to be a lot higher. Surely it is. <laughs> well, it is a little higher, but it's only 19%. Wow. So 19% wow. of professing Christians. And that's uh, the poll that was done. Numerous studies have revealed this. You know, those are folks who attend church at least once a month. Wow. Um, 19% of them read the Bible daily. And for me, that's just... Some doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's going to be problems with that. And that's why I just love the opportunity to talk with folks and encourage them and, and help them to see that there is a better way. Um, the other thing is, is that when I look at the life of Jesus, uh, Jesus spent time with the Father. Mm. <laughs> There's no way. You can't avoid it. I mean, yeah. on and on. Matthew 14, 23, Jesus went by himself at night to pray. Mm. Luke 6, 12, 13, he spent the night praying. Uh, Luke 5, 16, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. Wow. Here's an important one. Mark 1, 35, early in the morning, <laughs> he withdrew to a desolate wow. place to pray. And then on and on and on. <laughs> Literally, I could quote more verses. Um, and then just for me firsthand, I mean, just to give you what I have seen in my own life of having a quiet time or, or what I like to really call it, uh, you know, your personal devotional time. Yeah. You know, I know folks call it their time of worship mm. daily, and that's great too. But whatever you call it, you're just doing it. Yeah. And yeah. But Psalms so 1, you know, Psalms 1, how blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor mm. stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, wow. and in his law he meditates day and night. And then here's the key. He will be like a tree firmly planted by mm. the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not weather, wow. and in whatever that person does, they prosper. I love it. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to win the lottery. <laughs> but what it means is, is that as you go through life, you're going to succeed, and I mean, you're going to you're going to bear fruit for Christ in His kingdom. Uh, and then, even in Luke twenty four twenty five or Luke twenty four forty five, it's the famous passage with Jesus and walking on on the road to Emmaus and and talking to the two gentlemen that are there. And and at that point, it says because they were baffled by what Scripture says. And let's be honest, the Bible can be daunting. Yep. It can yeah. be scary at times. Yeah. How do I how do I you know approach this? Well. The passage right there tells us, and then Jesus opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Wow. And what I hope folks will realize today wow. is, is this is a spiritual battle. Mm. Yeah. That's what this is. It, mm. it really is where you have the opportunity to let the Holy Spirit speak to you and you get to That's respond great. to his word. And then you can see the fruit wow. come through your life as he does his work. Wow. Wow. That, wow. <laughs> that alone, there's so much depth to that. And, uh, you know, Pastor Andy, off mm -hmm. of that. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible, or Bible verse, uh, a life verse? A life or, verse, you know, yeah. Yeah, I get asked that question a lot, and it's like, so if you pick a favorite, you must not like the other 65, you know? So I have to be careful there. But no, no, of course I do. Um, wow. I mean, for me, I, I like the books that really challenge me. Mm. And so for one, and again, it could just be the season I'm in right now, too. Mm. Uh, but I, I love the book of Job because mm. it's so misunderstood. And because of what it talks about, it talks about suffering and, you know, how to handle those times and yeah. how to get through those times. And, and so I love to study the book of Job. I learn stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. um, Romans, of course, is yes. on yep. any theology professor's <laughs> list just because it, it is. It's, 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 when, you, when you do research on the book of Romans, you recognize even non-Christians recognize the value of that theological letter and just mm. the amazing thought 
that Paul put down on paper by, of course, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Romans is always one of my favorites, one that I'm always drawn to. Hmm. And then, of course, you got to pick a gospel, right? <laughs> so so I, I love the Gospel of John because it is, in my opinion, the most hmm. theological. Hmm. And again, it's one of those where I just come back and I just I, – I learn I just every time I come back to it, I learn, and that, you know I get that question all the time. Oh, you've read these sixty-six books for over thirty years. You know, <laughs> don't you know them by now? <laughs> but hmm. no, because wow. I'm a different person every time that's I approach great. scripture. That's great, and so that's why we need to have this daily contact with the Word of God. I love that. And, and speaking of that daily contact, you talked mm-hmm. about having. Uh, you called it a time of devotion, and what's commonly understood is quiet time. Uh, so. Picture picture this for us. Uh, you're mm-hmm. in your twenties. You've woken up. You've probably got your coffee, your journal, maybe a, a Bible. What is your what's on the table in front of you? Like, what does your time of devotion look like? Like, have you got that digital Bible? You know, I, yeah. Tell us yeah. about it. Well, I'll kind of merge that with what my area looks like that I do my time in, and then I'll kind of generalize this for, you know, the, the first-timer and, you sure. know, those who have done this for a while. But uh, but for me now, the first thing you said is, yeah, I mean, I got a cup of coffee sitting on that table. So, so <laughs> I, I, in the mornings, that's I got that there. Uh, after that, then yes, uh, and it's not just a Bible. I mean, I, have, I brought a Bible here, but this, mm. is, this is not the kind I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, if you're going to really have a meaningful quiet time, a meaningful personal devotion and for years, you know, this is mm. going to be a habit you develop. Um, you need to invest in a study Bible at mm. some point. Mm. And what I mean by study Bible, that's a Bible where you've got helps. I love okay? it. Okay, every every book of the Bible has an introduction. You got a lot of cross references now, but be careful. A lot of thin line Bibles can have cross references too. Mm-hmm. But you mm. want you want the commentary underneath the mm. text. And uh, it's usually that smaller print stuff on each page at the bottom. You want that commentary because they will give you some help understanding key thoughts of the verses on those pages. That's great. Um, And then, of course, in the back, you have a lot of different references. And again, it just depends on what study Bible you're looking at at that point. Surprisingly, I can remember when we hit this boom of digital books and everything, (laughs) and I remember everyone, especially as a professor, I remember they were telling us all the time, oh, you're going to have folks walking in, they'll never carry books anymore, they'll all be on their iPads Mm. and their laptops and all. That hasn't happened. Um, 30% of folks went digital, Hmm. okay? But as far as Bibles are concerned, that number drops even more. Hmm. For folks who daily read the Bible, they like to have the hard copy. Hmm. They like to have that. Now, don't get me wrong. We are multimedia with the Bible. I mean, even at my time, when I have my quiet time, I'll have my study Bible there, but I'll also have my laptop. And hmm. we'll talk about why in a little bit as we go through that. But so, yeah, so the answer to the question, yeah, you, you need a Bible, but I would suggest a study Bible. And then the hmm. next question I get asked, well, but which one? There's thousands and right. there really yeah, are. exactly. So I would recommend just two. Right now, but I always the ESV Study Bible. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, ESV is English Standard Version. It's a good translation, but it is the best-selling study Bible for conservative evangelicals today. Love it is a it's very great. good study Bible. Meets everything that I just described and even more. So it's, it's great. a great study Bible. But hey, some people don't want that translation, and that, that's fine. Um, Life Application Study Bible. Love it. Mm. And the reason for that one, it's been around a little longer, but it has just gone through a revision. But the good news is, is they offer it in many different translations, mm. and you can pick which one is you're most prone to, and and then you can find it there and get that. So those are the two I would mention. 
But you're right. There are a lot of study Bibles out there. The key is, is yeah, just get something that's going to help you with the overall Bible. Hmm. There's a lot of very narrow niche study Bibles, but they're only going to really help you in that one area. Yep. Mm. So make sure it's that's a great. good general study Bible. That's the key thing. Um, and so, so yeah, so now... The next thing is, I don't know if you want to get to this later. You guys tell me if we can, we can still paint the picture or if you want to oh, stop and talk about translations because yeah. translations yep. is a big issue, yep. especially if you're going to buy a Bible and especially if you have your laptop open and you got access to Bible Gateway. I yeah. think Bible Gateway now has over 30 translations they have there in wow. English. And so what am I supposed to do with all of that? Yep. Well, the, the short answer on translations is this. Think of a, bit, a long line, Okay. At one end of the line, you've got what's called functional equivalency, okay, or form. I'm sorry, let's do formal. You got formal <laughs> equivalency. Formal is what we would call commonly the word for word, okay? Mm. When they're translating the New Testament, they're going to take the Greek word that's there and they're going to try to find the best English word that mm. fits, okay? Got it. That lends to a much higher reading level. It can be choppy at times. It mm. may still, it's just, it's just tough to handle for mm. some folks. So at the other end of that line, you have the functional equivalency. So it's not so much word for word. It's, okay, so what's the meaning of this? Mm, got it. And so it takes a little bigger picture. And that's where you'll find one of the most popular ones right now is the New Living Translation, yeah. yep. which is a good translation. Our pastors promote that because it is so good. It's very reader-friendly, right. mm. but yet still very, uh, very uh just aligned with the original language for the purposes that it has. And then you have everything in between. Hmm. And so what I encourage is when you're talking about a good study Bible, um, look at numerous ones. Again, hmm. Bible Gateway, you can go and, and, and check out all the different ones, hmm. but common ones that we see, of course, at our church and especially, well, let's just do this, the top three sellers, okay? It's um, NIV, New International Version. Mm -hmm. It's been around since the 70s. Uh, then it goes back and forth between New Living Translation and you still got King James. King mm. James just sells all the time and it's <laughs> wow. still very popular. It's entrenched wow. in our culture mm. in so many ways. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so those are usually the best-selling translations, but so many are out. And so I would encourage you. I get asked often about paraphrase, and mm. that would be like the Message Bible and different right. ones like that. Yeah. Right. They're, they're good translations, but you need to know, just without getting too technical, they're not really translations. It's really just someone's interpretation right. of that scripture. And so you need to be careful because the point with a paraphrase is their purpose is to be a little more loose with right, the passage. Right, right, right. To, yeah. to, you know, yeah. like with the Message Bible, he wants to be stark. He wants to get your attention to draw you in. Yeah. So that, it's, great to catch, it's great to capture people with that. But if you're going to study the Word right, of God, right, it makes right. it a bit yeah. of a challenge. And yeah. so, so that's my little short spill on translations. But <laughs> I great. love – you can't go wrong with NIV. You can't go wrong with NLT. Or if you're looking for a more literal translation, I always go to what's called the New American Standard. Mm. And, uh, and so you can't go wrong with any of those. Um, that's great. Now, finishing out, so what's on my table otherwise, uh, I do have tools. I mentioned that I have my laptop open yep. usually. And for me, here's the thing. We are in 21st century, and we have more access to the Bible and tools to help us understand the Bible yeah. than any Christians in mm. the history of mankind. Wow. But we're reading the Bible less. 
as I just said earlier <laughs> wow. with the statistic yeah. I shared. Yeah. So that, again, confuses me because we have all this availability, but we're not taking advantage of it. And so I would just mention just a couple websites where they're free and they have great information there, and it, and they do come in handy when you are looking to do some extra study. Okay, you're reading a That's text, great. and I need some help with this. I don't That's understand great. it. And so, for instance, we've already talked about Bible Gateway, but that's, you know, it does have access to other things, but really that's known for just the translations you Mm -hmm. can get to. Um, Other than that, there's one called Bible Hub, okay, Mm -hmm. Mm B-I-B-L-E-H-U-B. That gets you to the original language so you can actually go back and see, okay, what was the word Paul used here in Romans? That's great, yeah. And then you can start some research on that if you're in a situation where you just, well, what did Paul mean when he used that word, okay? Um, So that's a really good resource, and it's, again, totally free, Bible Hub, and then it also has a dictionary attached, and you can do some preliminary research on that word. Um, And so the other one then is there's a commentary that's out there that's free for everyone. It's called Enduring Word. That's a mm. good commentary, and it's over. He's done the whole Bible. I don't know how he did that. Well, I didn't <laughs> get time to do that. But the Old and New Testament, and again, EnduringWord.com, it's a really good translation. I, I, I'm sorry. It's a really good commentary that will help right. you when you are coming across passages That's that great. you just need some extra help on you know, with you know, tools and different things like that. And then, I mean, there's just a lot of other things you can get. I would say... That if you're looking, the, the more technical tool most folks will mention, and especially when you take like one of my classes and you have to do a paper, you, you know, you got to get familiar with what's called commentaries. Yeah. And those are books that are specifically written on a book of the Bible. So they're right. very tech, they, they can be very technical. They don't all have to be. But yet they really get into, they will break down every keyboard for you. They'll wow. break out the key phrases. Awesome. They will They will give you, okay, here's the popular scholarly views on this and that. So if you're really getting into an issue, that's where you would want to go and get some help with in, of that manner. The challenge is commentaries can get a little expensive and things mm. like that. So, so that's not for everyone, especially as we're just talking about a quiet time, but that would get to some of the tools that are out there and available that will help us to make sure our quiet time is good. So that's, that's typically what mine looks like if, as I go to sit down yeah. and have my morning time. I love that. I've, awesome. I've been taking notes, yeah, <laughs> writing down <laughs> references, the commentary, uh, EnduringWord.com, Bible Hub, Gateway, and we'll be sure to have a link at the the bottom of this episode for you to be able to gain access yep. for all of that. But I guess the question really is like, where do you begin? Exactly. And yeah. see, that's... That's a good one. <laughs> let's say someone's been a Christian for a year or two. They know they're supposed to be doing a quiet time, but man, how do you get started? I, you know, I need some help with this. Here's a couple things that we emphasize and just ways to get after it. Um, yeah. First, we have something that you know we we came across. We didn't invent it. We just came across it, and boy, we we tell everyone we can, especially when you do our journey class and everything here. It's it's called SOAP. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the acronym stands for, and again, S O A P. The first thing is scripture. So yeah. you just begin and you start reading some verses. Now, again, maybe we'll get back to the end. Well, mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I just you know open my yeah, Bible? Yeah, open it randomly. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is the worst thing you can do is just open your Bible and say, "God speak to me," and then yeah. bam, you're in Leviticus. Oh. <laughs> you know. So, so yeah. So let's you know we'll get back to that later. But yeah. S stands for scripture. You just take a few minutes. You're reading some scripture. You're trying to understand what you're reading and the context that it is written, you know, all of that. The O is observation or observe. And the point here is, and, and here's the thing, 
What's the difference between reading the Bible and studying it? Mm. Yep. Asking questions. That's good. All right? Wow. You know, That's really as, good. As you are reading the Bible, you're saying, well, why, why did Peter say that? You know, why, yeah. did, why did John say that in his gospel? Uh, why did Jesus behave that way? Why did, you know, why, what, what does it mean to be forgiven? Mm. You know, you just start asking questions. So Here's good. my point. We treat reading the scripture like we do fast food lunch. Mm. Okay, we go to McDonald's. We grab some fries. I, mm. Charlotte, I don't do this very often. But anyway, <laughs> so, so we go. We grab some fries. We just throw them in our mouth. We mm. eat, and we're done with lunch in ten minutes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. You know, that's not how we're supposed to. Wow. Read the wow. word of wow, God. Wow. That's not what it's. That's not why it was given to us. And so, so I would just remind everyone: observation is we slow down. We slow ask down. those questions. So so that we can really start to understand. And don't get me wrong, you're going to ask questions. Uh, this happens all the time. You're going to ask questions you don't know the answer to. Mm. But now you can start looking to find that that's answer. That's great. Okay? That's amazing. So that's what O was all about. Uh, a is apply it. Once you've read some scripture, you've made some observations, the A at this point, okay, I understand some of this. So how do I apply this? Right. Mm. How does this flesh out in my life? And, you know, this is the key because you can have all this knowledge in your head yeah. and you can be as smart as ever. But if it does, if no one sees it, wow. if no one can tell a difference that's with great. the way you that's walk so and talk, then that's an issue. Someone has once said this about the Bible. The Bible should rule our hearts, fill our minds, and guide our feet. Wow. Mm. Could, could you read that again? Yeah, yeah. The Bible should rule our hearts, fill our minds, and guide our feet. And that guide our That's feet, so that good. means you take it outside of that devotional area. You take mm. it outside that door. And it goes with you to work. It goes with you to school. Mm. It goes with you to Thanksgiving wow. dinner with That's family great. that you, yep. can't, you can't stand. Right, I mean, you right, know, right. all of that. Okay? So, the, you know, those... Oh, okay. So that's the A. P. Everyone knows what P is about. <laughs> now, you, now you have some time for prayer. Yeah. All right. You and this is and there's no problem here. You know, it's not just that you make your prayer request to God, which you do. This is the time to bring those requests, the things you're concerned about, the things you're you're praying for your friends and family about. But also you've just spent time with God in his word. Mm -hmm. So ask God, God, give me the strength wow. to do this. Help me to That's know great. how to apply it. That's amazing. Help me to know a friend I need to share this with. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, those are the things, and that finishes out soap. So that's a great way if you've never started before. Uh, a shorter version of that, because again, I, we're all at different levels. Mm. So a shorter version, we call it the first 15. So begin yep. your day, the first 15. Five minutes, you listen to a little bit of worship music. Hmm. All right, I was in my quiet time the other day, and I was I, we heard a song in worship from a couple months ago. Well, I was determined. I had to find that song. <laughs> I was on YouTube looking for that worship service, and I found it. And uh, so, yeah, so, you know, sometimes some will start with five minutes of devotional, that worship time with God, a worship song, praise music. Uh, then five minutes of reading, five minutes mm -hmm. of the time of reading God's word, and then five minutes of prayer. Mm, so the great. first 15. So if that's a little more to your speed right now as you're just starting out, that's fine. You know, yeah. first 15 or so. The point is you're doing something. That's great. That's so good. That's the point. And uh, so those are, the, those are the first, you know, for someone just starting out the gate, those are the recommendations I would give them. That's, I love that. That's amazing. There's so much wisdom and insight in that. And I love when you say, like, you got to ask questions. Yes. Yeah. That's like the 
the the best advice that I have heard is like you gotta ask questions, yeah. ask God to reveal mm-hmm. things, and 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 God will answer to the degree of your question, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you ask, God will answer. Maybe not in that moment, but God will definitely answer through His Word, and that's that's mm-hmm. awesome. But Pastor Andy, so we have. Uh, you have your Bible, right? You pick the, the translation, you have your study Bible, you have your laptop, perhaps a, a commentary, your coffee, the lights are low, like you're, you're in the perfect atmosphere to hear from God. And you open your Bible and you start reading, you have your pen, your journal, and you don't get any crazy revelation. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're doing something wrong? No. And, and I'll, this happens to everyone. Mm. Okay, this happens to seasoned Christians, new believers. It happens to everyone. So the the worst thing to do when you encounter that situation, and everyone will, the worst thing to do is just stop doing it. Mm, Mm. That's great. Okay, because there are things you can do to enhance that time. There are things you can do. Honestly, a few months ago, this happened to me. Now I know I say that, and it's like, well, you teach the (laughs) but it did, it did. And I was in the middle of the Psalms, and I had, I had, I had bought a devotional book that I was working through the Psalms with, and honestly. The book just wasn't doing it for me. Mm. And as I went to the scriptures, because again, you don't want your div- you don't want your personal time with God to be about an, a book you bought. Mm. It's yeah. supposed to be about yeah. the Bible. That's great. But those books help us to understand the Bible. Yeah. Yep. But as I was going through, it just wasn't helping. And mm. so it was like I got to a couple points, and it's like, oh, I don't know, do I need to do? It? You know, and that, so you start that yep. whole conversation inside your head. And so I knew I had to change. So I changed it up, and I went back to the Gospel of John and one of my mm. favorite passages because I had some questions there that, honestly, some other Christians had brought to me, and they were good questions. And I spent the next month going through that in John chapter 3. And so, so yeah, that's the thing to know is if you get to that point, the first thing is is don't give up. You mm. just need to change so the method, okay? Mm. Another thing I would mention for those who are maybe looking for another way to study your Bible— mm-hmm. There's a great book. It's actually become a classic. It's by Rick Warren, and it's mm-hmm. called Bible Study Methods. Wow. That gives you 12 ways to study the Bible. And he talks about, uh, you know, one of them is called the devotional approach, which is the easiest way. He does talks. He walks with you, and he gives you step-by-step, a Love biographical that. study. If you want to do the life of Paul, the life of Peter, biographical. If you want to do a topical issue, what's the Bible say about marriage? What's the Bible say about divorce? Mm. Okay. You know, he walks you through how to do that step by step. So That's it so really good. is a good book. And don't get me wrong. You don't got to like all 12. You don't got to try all 12. <laughs> but if two ring the bell, yeah. that's a victory. And yeah. so, yeah, so it may be you just need to change the method up. And that's a great book that can help you with that. Um, but yeah, so does that make some sense? I mean, there's other yeah, things you can do. Yeah. But yeah, how much, how, I mean, how much further do you want to go with that? Because there's so many different things you can do in your quiet time, yeah. but you just can't let it get frustrating. Here's mm. the last thing I, I'll say about that. Yeah. Oftentimes in my life, let me personalize this. My quiet time has been stale because my relationship with God has been stale. Mm. Okay. Mm. Here's the thing to remember. Disobedience will always create distance. Between wow. You and God. That's so good. Disobedience will always create distance between you and God. Mm. And when that's going on in your spiritual life, and let's be honest, in, in, in the situations that I'm reflecting back on in my life, you know, there was, there was sin present. Mm. It was unconfessed. Well, then there's a barrier. There's a wall there. And so sometimes you may need to do some self-evaluation why I'm not getting much out of this. Because it could be not just you need to change the methods, but you got to do some heart work. Wow. Wow. That's 
Whew. I'm like speechless. <laughs> and and, and, and for those of you that are listening right now, I, yeah. I'm sure that this has been encouraging and, and challenging, but I'm, I want to read my Bible. Like that's yeah. what's happening. The more that you're talking about this and I'm hearing from somebody so passionate, I, I believe that you believe this. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. that you believe what you're sharing with us. So and I, I cannot wait to, to try this in my own time. And I like own a Bible. I've read a Bible before and I'm like, <laughs> Who knew I had this gift that I like absolutely <laughs> cannot wait to just unpack again. So yeah. just thank you for for sharing uh, transparently. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for your transparency you. for for this. And I, I want to know this uh, for mm-hmm. those that are listening. What encouragement would you give to a young adult that might feel a little intimidated or maybe daunted at the idea of studying the Bible? Some of them might be seasoned. Some of them this might be new, but they're kind of in the same camp. A couple things. Again, first. All Christians have been there, okay? Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We, we, we are there because the Bible is a challenging book. You're thinking about a, you know, you're thinking about reading a book, developing a habit of studying it daily, and a book that was written, you know, thousands of years ago yeah. by over 40 authors mm-hmm. on three continents in another language. <laughs> and I mean, just on and on with the challenges of that. But yet, I think that as you as you face that, I think it's good to remember that there are a lot of tools available to help you understand it. I also believe that even though we're talking about your personal devotional time, it's good to have some friends that you can hold each other accountable with. Okay, there's nothing wrong. Now, again, I'm not saying you know there's a difference between having a a Bible study with other believers. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're grouping up to do that, Mm -hmm. but then your own personal. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a difference. And honestly, yeah. you need both. Yeah. You need both. That's really but good. But you just can't you just don't need the one. You right. need that personal time mm-hmm. too. And because think about it this way. The personal time, other things to do in your Bible study in your personal devotional time, you know, that's where you memorize scripture. Mm. Yeah. You know, again, I know we have these phones and everything, but you still need memorized scripture. Mm. Okay. It, the verse could may you, be could you unpack that? Yeah, the verse may be on your phone, but is it in your heart? Mm, That's what you got to realize, <laughs> and Beautiful. and we need so the good. word of God to dwell in our hearts, yeah. love that. so that it will keep us from sin, not just mm-hmm. on our phone. That's great. And now the phone can be helpful, and it's a great yeah. tool, but but we need to make time to have that where we we are memorizing the word of God, and that happens in our private devotionals. That's great. That, that's usually where that happens, at least for me. The other thing that I would mention here, and again, you were talking about what's on my table when I mm. when I do my Bible study. The, the one thing I didn't mention, but as we were talking about questions, I thought about it. Hmm. I have a journal. Hmm. I go. Th- I have a journal that I keep my sermon notes in there. Hmm. I keep my prayer requests in there. Wow. And then I have the thoughts that God has taught me or the questions I have about what wow. I've read that I need to look more at. That's so good. And I write those questions down. And then, and then by, by now, good grief, I've got quite a few journals that I've stored because hmm. I filled them. And I can go back and look and see. That's cool. What God has said and done Beautiful. in my life, and uh, and honestly, when I've struggled, yeah, and so so I would recommend also a journal can really help you as you're starting out too, because as your friends are holding you accountable, you're writing down your questions, your favorite verses, you're writing down things that will start again. They say to develop a new habit, it takes anywhere from sixty-five mm-hmm. to ninety days. Mm. And so hopefully as you're doing this, you can develop that ritual, that private time with God, and all of these things will be able to come out and make it easier 
as you do God, as you do these things and study God's word. So those are just a couple things I would say for someone who is, yeah, struggling. It, it, again, the worst thing to do if you're struggling and it's just not clicking and I'm doing these things, but it's just, you know, and again, I'm doing these things, but it's just boring. The worst thing that a Christian can do is just stop. So good. Because yeah. that's not going to lead you to a life that prospers as we talked about with Psalm 1, as I read earlier. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what I would challenge you with. There are helps. There are people who help you. Talk yeah. to your campus pastor. Talk to your, your good friends who are Christian. Yeah. Get some help. Tell people. We, we think if I tell someone this, I'm showing you my quiet time, they'll think I'm a bad Christian. Right. <laughs> All right? No, talk about right, it. That's so, yeah, that's, that's so true. That's so true. That's pride. That's, that's pride. Wow. Okay? That's not spiritual growth. All right? Wow. Let's humble ourselves mm. in front of each other, and let's so encourage good. each other. And, and so that's what I would say to someone who is you know, you know, facing that dilemma. And then the other thing may be, well, but I don't know if I have good Christian friends that I can come to like that. Well, then you need to plug in more or you, mm. you know, whatever, yeah. because there are good Christian friends like yeah. that here. You need to just group up with those people. Find those yes. people. Pray about God. Who can I group up with and invest my life in? And they invest in me. That, you, you've got to find that group that will help you and challenge you that way. Ugh. This wow. has been such a rich conversation, and I can't thank you enough for just opening up and sharing stuff that you've been living. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. Any final words, anything that wasn't talked about that's just kind of on your heart for our young adult community that you'd like to share in closing? I continue to see statistics that that we just don't read as much as we used to, and, mm -hmm. and not just the Bible, but other books too. And what I would encourage folks, and again, I say this to my students that every chance I get, when they leave in my class, when they graduate CFSEU, I, I constantly am saying this to them. Hey, you know, and, and again, I've had such great students. They know, they know the Word of God. They're mm -hmm. studying it. They're doing their devotional times. But the thing I would also encourage, and for young Christians, is, man, it's good to do some good reading mm. about our faith. Mm. All right, not just reading in the Bible, but some good reading about our faith. And wow. so, there's many good websites you can go to, uh, uh, the Gospel Coalition, or you know, ChristianityToday.com. I mean, there's different ones you can go to where you can read and just see some good theologians writing about faith and mm. and helping us to understand that. And so, my my answer to that question would be, and, and well, and of course, and there's just so many books <laughs> right. that are yeah. out there. But I would just encourage folks as you get in again, maybe we got folks out there and they've been doing this quiet time. It's a habit. They're mm -hmm. doing this. Yeah. The next thing I would challenge them with is twofold. Start incorporating some good books, some good reading about your faith. I would really encourage that. And again, uh, you know, we can put up some resources where folks yeah. can see that. Yeah. So I would definitely be glad to pitch in on that. Yes. And then the other thing though is as you're as you have this opportunity, here's the last thing I would say. I have done some good studies on the history of quiet time, private mm. devotion, and where that comes from. We have learned those who came before us way, way back in those early days, they didn't really do a quiet time like we call it mm. today. They did a morning devotional mm. and an evening oh, devotional. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, wow. that's so cool. And I, I came across this a few years ago. I have started to implement this. Now, again, Amanda's kind of setting me up there. I am not perfect, okay? I mess up. I don't do it every night, okay? Sometimes I'm just so dog-tired, I just fall asleep. And, yeah. But what I'm saying, all kidding aside, what I am saying is 
that has helped me yeah. wow. to do a morning time yes. and a, a, an evening time. And, and more so, I'll be honest with you, it's just a reflection on my journal, what God taught me in the morning. It's praying uh, and looking forward to the next day. But again, I'm not just engrossed in television. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on what's happened in the mm. day. I am, you know, I'm praying. And it has helped me to just give balance. You know, Love it. Th- the beginning of my day starts with God and the end of my day starts Love with God. God. And I would challenge if you've got, if you're doing great with your quiet time, try that because I like balancing my day with Beautiful. those two things. And, you know, starting with God, ending with God. And so those are the two things I would say just so as a good. wrap up. Yeah. So good. Wow. Pastor anything. Thank you so much. There was so much insight, and uh, we just thank you for your contribution and your time. We're gonna have you back. This yeah. is this is no, always so rich. Back. Hey, this so is good. an important discussion, and I, I'd love to help in any way because no. I grow every time I get the mm. opportunity to talk it. about this stuff. No. I love it absolutely. But hey, young adults, uh, we love you so much. I'm definitely going to listen to this episode multiple times. I'm going to get some of these resources that we have, but we'll make sure to have those available for you as well. Uh, But we love you guys. We're praying for you. We'll see you next episode of Young and Adulting. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.